You know what I'm saying? Save the booty on the road. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Machine Podcast. My name is Matt Landry, and in this 22nd episode, we're back with Matt's Monthlies. Throughout this podcast, I'm going to talk about some of the current projects that are going on at Eights and Daysheets, our new tour managing app that we're using. I'm also going to shine a light on the new Apple Sing feature on Apple Music, the Boss and Swift Ticket Act, the book All You Need to Know About the Music Business, and the Vinyl of the Month in Rainbows. Stick around. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Machine podcast. For those who are new to the podcast, Cloud Machine is about the music industry and its stakeholders, meaning everybody that lives it, loves it, and surrounds it. Our goal is to shine a light on roles, people, and realities of the music industry that are often forgotten or taken for granted. Whether you're someone that's dreaming about making a move in the industry, have some songs recorded, and don't know what to do with them, or just a listener that wants to learn more, you're at the right place. This week, I'm doing something a little bit different. Throughout this podcast, a lot of people come and ask me questions about what do you think about the, all this? Whatever, whatever, whatever. It's often on the guest, and uh, we we thought that it would be nice to talk about what we're doing here at Eights, a, a couple things that are going on in the business, uh, in the industry rather, and uh, a couple of our, of our favorite recommendations here for you. So we're gonna do some of that. It won't be as long as the normal podcast, um, but uh, we're here to have a great time and learn, um, you know, by talking about it. Now, before we even get talking about some topics that I prepared today, I just want to um, let you all know about what's going on at Eights currently. So we got a couple shows coming up uh, supporting a bunch of different artists. Uh, This episode is coming out on June 20th. Uh, which is the day before we have a show with Akeem O at the Spadina Theater in Toronto. Please check that out. Everything that I'm about to say is going to be in the ticket in the uh, in in the sorry in the description below. So please uh, go get your ticket for that. That's Akeem O at the Spadina Theater on June 21st. We also are currently in and out of tour with a group from Canada. Uh, a bunch of different locations in Canada called Beau Nectar, a French uh, sort of indie electro pop kind of group um, combined from two artists uh, from the country, Marie-Claude and Amy. Uh, Marie-Claude coming from Ontario, Amy coming from uh, Saskatchewan. So um, we're doing, uh, Nate and I, Nate and Day and I are um, are just currently supporting them on tour as their uh supporting band but also as their tour managers and i'm going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later on so we got a we got a bunch of days with uh them coming current or are you know that are currently happening um we have uh, montreal and ottawa that probably have already passed uh, when this episode is is uh is gonna air but we got um the yukon coming up uh we got some shows in uh saskatchewan coming up uh and some shows in bc as well so check out the uh below for for that for those tickets as well we got a couple more throughout the summer uh, here we have pleasure craft uh, a show at river and sky a hometown festival of mine uh close to Sudbury, ontario uh in northern ontario uh and uh we had a we had a show a couple weeks ago at the cameron house in toronto here and it was killing everybody had a great time please go get your tickets for river and sky uh in july it is the uh, weekend of july 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Please go get your tickets now. Playing uh, Eights is supporting Pleasure Craft, and it's going to be a killing night. I'm pretty sure we're playing at uh, in the evening on the beach after um, 
you know, a lot of the festivities in the in the day and in the evening, playing late at night on a beach. It's going to be crazy. Uh, Pleasure Craft is uh, ambient rock, uh, sort of psych rock, but also, you know, it's got a lot of um, dynamics in, in there. So I think it'll be a lot of fun um, and some really crazy soundscapes in that one. We also got the Wax Vinyl and Drum Show going on. Uh, it, well, it's not even a show; it's more of an event. A lot of different artists are are performing at this event in Ottawa on July first. Get your tickets in the link in bio as well. Um, you know, it's it's going to be an evening not associated with Canada Canada Day, although happening on July first at Saw Gallery. Um, it's an event where we're going to have vendors, uh, sponsors, beer sponsors, um, you know, food sponsors, everything like that, and it's going to be a great night of festivities, a summer festivities uh, with great DJing artists. Uh, uh, also, a, a drag queen is going to be performing, and some local artists from Ottawa as well. Just want to shine a light as well on some music that's currently uh, happening uh, or that that's, that have been out in the last couple of weeks as well. We have Katie Tupper, an artist that we've worked with before here at Eights, um, just put out her song called Little Love. Go check that out. It's part of uh, a project that they've put out. Um, as, it's actually really interesting. I, I I didn't even talk. I didn't even think about it when I was writing my notes for this podcast episode. But uh, I, I find it. I found that I find that that her team is is um is doing something very interesting with the EP that they're currently crafting. What they're doing is that they're basically it, it well it looks like they're deleting the rest of the EP when a new song comes out, but the new song comes out on a new EP sort of thing with different artwork. So um, the EP is basically represented by an artwork from the newest single on that EP. And it's really interesting. Um, so go check that out. Katie Tepper, for those who love neo-soul, R&B, soul music, for the lovers of D'Angelo, Cleo Soul as well, uh, please go check that out. That's Katie Tepper with her new song, Little Love. Um, you know, summer anthems, you know what I'm saying? You know the vibes. Yes. We also got Bo Nectar, the, the group that we're currently on tour with. Uh, they just put out their EP called Tulips. Go check that out. A bunch of songs that we're playing on the road. It's a great EP produced um, by a bunch of different people. But uh, I know Olivier Fairfield, a fan, uh, a fan favorite, but also a podcast favorite, also produced the record. Uh, very, um, you know, it, pop, electro, um, but it's got some weird tones, very like eccentric, uh, very cool, um, female-led. Of course, we always love that. Um, please go check that out. That's Bo Nectal with their, their EP, Two Lips. And they also put out a nice video, a nice music video called uh, for, their, for their song, single called Buds. Please go check that out. Yo, wanted to get into some little bit of tour managing tips here because uh we're currently again like i said on the road with bonectal uh, throughout the country and we've just been really into the advancing kind of tour managing world lately um just a couple tips for those tour managers or their these aspiring tour managers i have a couple notes here the first note the first tip is uh know who you are bringing on the road and build a relationship with them prior to the tour I believe that the team and the people that's surrounding the tour are, you know, 90% of, of, of the tour and, you know, how the tour is going to perform in the long term. Uh, I think building a great team, whether it is, um, you know, the musicians accompanying the group uh, or the artist rather, uh, or the group uh, and, 
so the musicians that are accompanying the tour managers on the group, if they're different, uh, the engineers, the tech uh, on the road as well, whether it is uh, front of house uh, person, um, you know, monitor person, playback person, um, instrument, backline tech, uh, everybody makes a difference, uh, whether it is positive or negative. Now, I think it's really important to know who you're bringing on tour and build, build a relationship with them beforehand. You know, have a couple calls beforehand. Zoom it out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're all used to it now. Um, so why not have conversations with them beforehand? Check in with them. Text. Send some memes, you know. Have a night where you're watching the same movie online or whatever. Um, just build a relationship with them. It, it will it will save uh, your booty on the road. You know what I'm saying? Save the booty on the road. Um, the second tip is artist morale and being on time is most of your job. Again, artist morale and being on time is most of the job as a tour manager. If you can make sure that the artist is happy, content, and is on time, well, most of your job is done, pretty much. I mean, there's a lot more things there, of course, emailing, advancing, all these other things. But at the end of the day, you're being hired by the artist to, you know, get their shit shiz together. You know what I'm saying? So I think their morale, their happiness, um, you know, is super important. And happiness meaning, you know, getting them their, their, what they need as in food, as in comfort, as in time that they'd like to get to bed, uh, even getting them in bed, uh, from a party or, you know, uh, hang around at the venue too long and, you know, being, making them also aware of, you know, their health and their habits on the road can have an impact on their next show and how they're going to be feeling and their morale on the next, uh, the next day. So you're, you're, yes, you're, you're paying attention to their morale that day, but also, um, the impact on their actions, uh, on their short-term actions for their long-term, um, you know, morale and also viability of the tour and, everybody else as well. And of course, being on time, that's like number one for, for a tour manager. And I don't think I need to necessarily elaborate on that one, but being on time is pretty much number one. Tip number three, the spotlight should never really be on you as a tour manager. Now, it's about the artist. It's It, it always is about the artist. Even, even for me as a musician, as a musician primarily, it's always about the artist, um, whether it be you know, their needs uh, on stage, you know, their morale, um, what I need to do um, as a musician, as a tour manager, um, what do I need to do to get them there on time, but also to get them in a happy or content um, state. Um, the spotlight should never be on you. Your Your needs should, you know, you should be you need should be validated, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it is really about the artist at the end of the day. They're hiring you to basically turn off, for them to turn off their brains when, when they're not on stage almost. Um, you know, you need to make sure um, that they're ready for the spotlight. Tip number four for tour managers. It's downloading and investing in a new app that we're using at Eights here called Day Sheets. Now, I got to say that we're not sponsored or 
Um, you know, they didn't ask us to promote it or anything like that. We just love it. And we've been using it now for uh, a bit of time and we are currently loving it and we've had no issues with it. Now, as a tour manager, as an aspiring tour manager, you, you probably know that having a tools um, and the right tools for the job is the most important thing. Now, this new app called Daysheets is um, a tour managing software it allows a tour manager and the people on the on the team on the tour to access um you know information on accurate uh, on venues accurately flights statuses of flights and ticket info for every individual on tour it allows you to also view hotels rooming lists and driving and flat flight times. It also allows you to do some trip sharing for those people at home that, you know, want to know where you're at. Are you in New York currently? Or are you in Atlanta? People can know, uh, people at home can know as well um, what, where you're at if you, uh, through day sheets as well. There's also an offline mode um, if you're ever on a plane or if you don't have any data or you're in this situation, in this sticky situation where you don't have Wi-Fi or whatever, don't know data, um, and you need to access information for your tour. With the Daysheets app, your tour manager can set up this tour, set up all the dates from the first date to the last date of the tour, set up all the info you need, all the flights. Hey, uh, John, uh, your flight is this, it's, it's, it's this flight, here's your, your itinerary, here's your ticket info, here's where you're departing from, here's where you're, where you're arriving, you're arriving at, this is all the times you need, um, hey, uh, Terry, you got, this is the, the, the schedule for the entire day, this is, uh, you know, August 8th, uh, this is what we're gonna be doing on tour that day, and it's, it's, it's the schedule of the entire day, this is the hotel that we're gonna be staying at, uh, John and Terry are staying in room X, but, you know, myself, and Alex are, are staying in another room, um, in this room, whatever, 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 whatever you need for the tour day sheets, uh, is basically putting that all together, um, along, you know, the tour manager puts it all together through day sheets rather. And, um, it's all there for you. And, uh, we, we can't recommend it enough. We've been using it, um, for some tours now and, um, you know, you got to go download it, invest it, invest in it early. It's being used by some of the biggest artists in the world, and by biggest artists, I really mean some of the the artists that are currently touring arenas, stadiums. So you know, it's beyond ready, and you got to go download and invest day sheets now. Link will be in the bio below. And we're back. A new segment. This is what I'm currently thinking about. Just a couple topics, you know, to make you think about couple things that are happening currently in the music industry. It's sort of like a news kind of segment uh, where I'm, 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 I'm bringing a couple things up and I'm talking about them. Hope you um, enjoy. Now, the first topic is uh, the Boss and Taylor Swift Act. Now, for years, um, and some of you listeners might know uh, how this feels, um, a lot of fans have had a lot of trouble with ticketing, uh, meaning, you know, buying uh, tickets to uh, large concerts and events. Um, recently, there was the very big Taylor Swift scandal um, and Bruce Springsteen scandals, um, which tie into the act here that I'm going to be talking about in a minute. But basically, what happened is that, um, you know, a, a father of a fan, of a Taylor Swift fan, um, 
put a mortgage, another mortgage on the house to be able to afford uh, tickets at a Taylor Swift concert. Um, now, this has been happening for, um, you know, 20, 30 plus years, how the live venue uh, or sorry, the live venue, but also just the live music uh, industry in general have taken advantage of um, ticket selling, um, also secondary ticket selling like uh, scalpers and stuff. Fans have just been getting like the short end of the stick for for so long. Now, recently, there's been some progress in avoiding some issues that we've been having in the ticketing world in the Boss and Taylor Swift Act. And I'm going to turn to my computer here because I have a bunch of notes on it. Um, now, again, like I've been saying, this is not something that's new. Uh, it's been happening happening over the like the, 20, the past 20, 30 years with tickets being uh, so overpriced, um, you know, and all this, these things. It, tickets, tickets sellers selling it at like 10x um, the amount of, you know, the tickets were, th- th- that the tickets were on sale at the beginning, uh, when the tickets originally went on sale. Now, when I say this, this act, the boss and Taylor Swift act is what the name of the act is going to be, co- is called. Um, this is not something that's new. Um, we're talking about 2009 when this bill was originally introduced at the, uh, U.S. Congress. Now what this bill is saying, and this bill has been pushed very, very recently to the forefront of of, uh, of discussions in the music business. Now, what this bill is saying is that it will re- require all ticket sellers to adhere to all-in pricing, meaning clear disclosures of refund policies and guarantees and disclosing to buyers if a ticket is being offered as a primary sale or as a secondary sale. Now, we're also talking about primary marketplace reforms in this bill, including a transparency on the total number of costs of tickets that will be offered for sale to the general public, preserving ticket t- ticketing transferability and ensuring that fans cannot be sanctioned for reselling a ticket. Also, the secondary markets, uh, we're seeing some sanctions or some reforms on some secondary marketplace stuff in this bill as well, uh, including clamping down on unauthorized speculative ticket sales, protecting consumers for, that receive tickets not matching the description of those purchased. Disclosing to purchasers when the secondary seller is a primary ticket seller, venue team, or artist associated with the event. Prohibiting unauthorized insiders from selling tickets at marked up prices and restricting resellers from selling the same seat to more than one person at the same time. All of this basically means is that, you know, when you're going to go buy your ticket, there won't be any like fees that are hidden. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, oh, I'm gonna buy this sixty dollar ticket to you know whatever Kendrick Lamar at the at the at the Scotiabank Arena. Um, you know, I'm I'm pressing through. I'm pressing through the the the, the ticketing. You know, I'm pressing through Ticketmaster. Oh, this is a great ticket. You know, sixty bucks, whatever. But then at the end of the line, when you're when you're done processing the order, it it's co- it costs you like what like ninety five plus dollars because of all these small fees that they add: the Ticketmaster fee, the venue fee, the administrative fee, um, all of this stuff. Uh, you know, again through this bill, um, will be you know. What they're saying is that all these like hidden fees, you know, will be open to the public. They'll be public and known when you're buying the ticket. Um, you know, there's also some 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 rules coming into play here where um, some people or some 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 venues won't be allowed to resell any tickets. They will have to, you know, 
promote the amount of tickets that will be sold to the general public and that's it after that you can only buy the tickets from the venue and after that you can't resell your ticket to an individual uh you know somebody online somebody on facebook marketplace or whatever whatever you'd like um anyway these are just general rules from um the taylor uh, the boss and taylor swift act now the boss and taylor swift act joins other proposed bills including the unlock Ticketing Markets Act, which takes aim at Live Nation and Ticketmaster, and the Fair Ticketing Act, which is more in line with those companies' desire to, you know, crack down on uh, the scalping that's going around around the venues. Now, which you know, which bill will end up um, enshrined in law? We don't know that. You know, we can't answer that question yet, but. We can make a confident prediction that there's going to be a lot of lobbying for for these acts to come into play and that there's going to be some movement in uh, that section of the live entertainment industry and specifically the the ticketing um, part uh, for the fans. And I'm I'm just really stoked on it. Um, You know, as a musician, as an artist... um, and just as a concert goer, it's been such a big thing over the past, I don't know, ten plus years for me personally as a, as a, as a concert goer. You know, at these at these big at these big shows in Toronto or whatever. Um, you know, I, I don't I, I want to know what I'm paying for, um, and I don't want any secrets. You know, what I'm saying like I don't want to buy a John Mayer ticket at 120 dollars, but then see my receipt afterwards in my uh, RBC account, and it's actually 160 bucks because of the all the administrative fees and whatever. Uh, I think it's really important um, for the uh, for the artists, but also for the venues. And um, Ticketmaster and Live Nation won't be able to, you know, have such a big impact on the live industry. So I'm stoked for that. Um, please, um, you know, inform yourselves on these things that are happening in the music business, and um, you know, keep track of that. Now, another thing that I wanted to talk about briefly is uh, this new feature on Apple Music called Apple Music Sing. This is a wild thing. So just, to, just I just wanted to talk about it maybe for thirty seconds a minute. This is this is wild. I was just listening to music the other day, and I saw this new feature on uh, on Apple Music, and I was I just clicked on it. And um, basically, what it does is that it gives you the ability to basically karaoke the song that you're listening to right now. I think technologically, what it does is that it eliminates some frequencies in the audio. And therefore, you know, a lot of the vocals on that song are being taken out. Um, It's allowing you to karaoke with, you know, some of your favorite songs. So here, just as an example, um, you know, for those watching on on YouTube currently, um, you know, you can take your favorite song. Like, uh, for example, here I have Hurts to Hate Somebody by Elio. Shout out. Shout out, Elio. Shout out, out Charlotte. Um, now you have you basically have like when you you're going to the lyrics on Apple Music, um, you there's this basically this little microphone on the bottom right of your screen, and you can you can eliminate the uh, the, the 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 vocal. You know, it still has a little bit of that vocal in there, but it's wild. Like she like you should be hearing Elio singing currently. You know what I'm saying? This is the chorus of the song and there's no singing because I pressed the microphone, uh, the Apple Sing, uh, Apple Music Sing feature on uh, on Apple Music. I think it's crazy. 
uh, and I think it's crazy because it has so many potential, like, you know, functions um, for just having fun with your friends. I think it's not necessarily like a music business, music industry thing. I think, I, I really think it's really just for fans. You can go and sing to your favorite songs. Um, you don't need to go to like a karaoke bar. You can just have a night uh, in your room um, or in your living room with some friends or whatever. Um, singing to your favorite songs via Apple Music now. And I think it's just genius. Um, go do it. Go do it with your friends. You know, um, have, a, have a ball. Um, go go sing to some Elio. Hurts the hate. Why not? Um, I just want to ch- touch on that and just to share some knowledge and, and some news uh, on uh, on that stuff. Technology is wild. And uh, I thought it was just important for this Matt's Monthlies. <laughs> A lot of people come up to me and ask me about some uh, re- resources, um, whether it be you know resources for artists, resources for managers, resources for um, you know people you know that just want to learn more. I think, of course, and without shouting it out too much, of this if you're listening to this podcast, you're at the right place, of course. But um, I thought it'd be cool to just shine a light on a couple resources some book resources that you could pick up um you know at, at your local bookshop or online via pdf form or whatever um ebook form uh and just a couple books that i thought would be really interesting uh, to have in your bookshelf um you know for a tool for a resource um when you're just kind of going through the the, the music industry on a day-to-day basis my first ever book resource here for y'all is the very um, acclaimed book called All You Need to Know About the Music Business by Donald S. Passman. Now, this book has been around for many years. In my hands, currently have the ninth edition. Um, and there's also a Canadian edition as well that you could pick up, which has um, you know some some Canadian specific uh, rules in regards to you know legalities, rights, and and all that. Um, so I, I would recommend, um, this book. Now I have some notes on it. Um, this all does not come from me. It comes from the book, but, uh, please, um, I can't recommend it more. Now here's some information a little bit on this book. It has up to date information of the new business models as the latest developments in digital rights and information on just digital rights. Um, you know, for performers, um, you know, you can learn about risks and benefits of the music of music distribution, how to protect yourself when you get into negotiations and how to thrive as an independent artist um, for songwriters. It has a bunch of tips on negotiation and maximizing your uh, maximizing your song potential um, for managers and executives. You know, it has overview and specifics of the traditional music industry on the back of the book. Just to just to give it a little bit of uh, authority on the, on the matter, it has quotes from uh, Adam Levine, Katy Perry, T Bone Burnett, Rick Rubin, Randy Jackson, Quincy Jones, and uh, you know many more. Even uh, Jermaine Dupree on the back here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so you know this book is uh, is is highly is highly recommended by us at Eights. Uh, by me specifically as well, um, you know, it was it was talked about so much in uh, in the music ed- music ed- music business education uh, that I got in the, in uh, in post secondary studies at TMU, um, you know, and we learned so much. We we often you know just open the book, you know, page whatever. Uh, let's let's go read that or you know at homework or whatever. It's it's something that I have at my desk uh, on my desk at home um, that I often go to to you know 
uh, learn about more negotiations. What is like a fair rate, you know, um, what to do, um, you know, just different sources of income, um, how to get your money for royalties, um, how to um, or where to go to get grants, um, how to build your website. Uh, you know, there's 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 just so much stuff in this book and it's very rich in information. Now, again, like I said, for previous information, even with day sheets, I'm not necessarily paid to talk about this. This is just knowledge I think that you should know about um, if, you're, if you're headed into the music industry or, or if you're already into it. It's definitely a tool that um, people use that are currently in the in, in the industry. And, um, you know, this is just one of many books um, that I'm going to be talking about through uh, Matt's Monthlies. And um, I can't recommend this one enough. Again, this is all you need to know about the music business by Donald Passman. Go check it out. Go grab it. It is time, people. We are here at uh, the last segment of the uh, Matt's Monthly's Cloud Machine Podcast. This is the 22nd episode. Thank you for sticking around. Thanks for listening. At the beginning of the episode, I presented what we were going to be talking about throughout the episode. Now, I said that I'd be talking about In Rainbows by Radiohead. And um, basically, why I'm going to be talking about In Rainbows is because this morning, I was thinking about a couple things I'd maybe want to add to Matt's Monthly is sort of like a thing that brings you back as a listener to just learn more about. I think the book recommendation was one. Um, And this morning I was just, you know, looking at at my vinyl collection. I was like, oh my God, that'd be cool to just add a little, you know, um, you know, a little discovery, maybe a little, um, little fandom to the, to the, to the Matt's Monthly's and the Cloud Machine podcast. Now I have here, one of my favorite records of all time, In Rainbows by Radiohead. It's not an old record, 2007, um, but it's still one of my favorite of all time. Um, and there's a bunch of reasons why I'm, I'm bringing it up today. Now, for a, a bunch of different, maybe uh, some information on the on the vinyl uh, on the album before before we go ahead. Um, this album was uh, put out in 2007, self-published by Radiohead, produced by Nigel God- Godrich, was recorded at the Hallswell House in Somerset, uh, Tottenham House in Wiltshire, um, the Hospital Club in London, and uh, Radiohead, stu- stu- Radiohead Studio in Oxfordshire, rather. Now, coming off their tour in 2004 um, for the Hail to the Thief album that was um, put out uh, in 2003, um, you know, they needed a break. Um, and during that break, this so this is after the tour. During that break, Tom and Johnny released, uh, sorry, released some of their solo, their their first solo works, including the fan favorite Eraser album by Tom York. After that Hail to the Thief tour, the band took a couple years break, um, and got back together in 2005 to start recording this album. Um, they did a bunch of recording, and about after a year or so, um, you know, they went on tour and decided um, to, to try out the songs live. Now, at the time, they had taken a break from Nigel Godrich as well, their producer, um, that, had, had, that had done most of their previous records beforehand. Um, you know, especially, you know, I'm thinking about OK Computer, I'm thinking about Amnesiac and Hail to the Thief. Now, back to the story, they're out, um, you know, for their tour, in-between album tour in 2005-2006, and they're trying out all these songs. Uh, and um, they just plainly just didn't weren't satisfied with it um so after the tour um they 
you know, they came they came out to her probably a couple weeks break, whatever, and then they rehired Nigel Godrich to come on and um and record this next record with them. Um and they started recording this record in late 2006. Now, fast forward uh, a year later, in um, 2007, on October 1st, uh, 2007 specifically, Johnny Green- Greenwood announces the album on uh, Radiohead's blog, writing, and I quote, well, the new album is finished, and it's coming out in 10 days, and uh, we've called it In Rainbows, end quote. Now, the post on like the Radiohead blog contained uh, a, w- a website link to ainrainbows.com, uh, um, which allowed like users and fans and whatever um, to pre-order the album um, for as li- little to zero dollars. Now this is very new for you know for the music industry. People hadn't seen the pay what you can model for 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 a record. Um, Time called it easily the most important release in the re- the recent history of the music business. New York Times called it Radiohead, Radiohead has put in motion the most audacious experiment in years. And this is quoting yes the record but also the means of distribution putting out putting it out for free. Um and it just rocked the music industry world. The release came at a time where CDs were plummeting. CD sales were plummeting doing it due to um you know piracy like Napster and LimeWire and like stuff like that. Um, now, when this came out in 2007, I was uh, eight. Um, and, you know, some of the, some of the greatest music, music memories of, of my life. Um, I remember my dad uh, bringing this record home. I remember him putting it, putting it on the car. I remember seeing it, um, you know, in record shops as well. Um, when I was nine, uh, in you know, in two thousand eight, I guess the year after, um, in Rainbows came out, um, I started playing drums, and in Rainbows because it was such a an album that I was so familiar with because my out al- my my family was playing it, um, in Rainbows was probably one of the first albums I I um played drums to. I remember trying to learn 15 step, probably one of the most challenging songs I had played early on as a drummer, but one of the more formative uh, songs that I learned to play as a drummer. I I'm sure my parents know um the drum beat very well because they heard it from the basement studio that we had at home in Sudbury. Um shout out to my parents <laughs> uh for that. Um this 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 album really does mean so much to me. Um even, you know, even just the the, the artwork uh, done by uh Stanley Donwood. Um it's so uh it's signature. It really is one of the albums that I'll 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 think about for the rest of my life and and, and um associate with the, the the beginning of my musical journey, but also something that I still listen to almost every week. Um, you know, not to get too uh not to get too like um TMI, you know, uh, with this information, but like even just like I play it in the shower, you know, when I'm when I'm when I'm when I'm walking to the bus or when I'm when I'm on the bus or um when I'm when I'm editing this podcast even sometimes I I put in rainbows on. Um I just thought that it was important as uh, Matt's Monthly's vinyl and specifically the first one because it's probably the album that's influenced me the most musically but also um been around for most of my life. 
um, and probably my most listened to album ever, uh, personally, other than probably the Beatles because it was around the house so much. You know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily get me emotional, but it, 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 I, I'm realizing now how much of an impact it, it has had on, on my life. Um, you know, I'm thinking about, of course, 15 Step, the song, the first song on the album. I'm thinking about Body Snatchers. I'm thinking about Tom's, Tom York's SG in the, um, in the, in the basement sessions, um, you know, after, after Radiohead put out this record. Um, I'm thinking about Phil Selway is playing on um, the song called Nude on, on the In the Basement Sessions. Um, and uh, I'm specifically um, always, not always thinking about, but when I, when I see this record, I, I often think about the song called, the song Videotape, um, which is the last song on the record and um, is the first song I've probably played live um, from a piano aspect, uh, and probably the first song I sung live uh, in front of an audience, piano and um, and and vo- and vocals. Um, it's one of my favorite songs of all time, Videotape, and uh, it's a great one. Anyway, I didn't really want to edit this section out because I, you know, it's 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 such a important vi- uh, important record for me, and you know, for those who really know me. They know how how much Radiohead has influenced me, and um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about a little bit about In Rainbows. Go check it out uh, if you haven't yet. In Rainbows, the album, but also the In the Basement session, specifically the the In Rainbows one by Radiohead. Go check it out now. Thank you. Whoa, that was great. Um, I got pretty uh, pretty deep into the the In Rainbows Radiohead chat, um, but yeah, of course, um, it had such a mark on the music business um, for the time for for two thousand seven. Again, with the pay what you can um, kind of model of of the album, and it did really well. One of Radiohead's um, best, uh, you know, best albums one of the biggest like acclaimed albums of theirs as well um and uh, just a general success overall and of course talking about it more than 15 years later um so yeah that's how we conclude the the podcast episode i just want to thank you all for sticking with me throughout this episode um you know i know it's 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 sort of um the the format is different than usual but i think it gives us some time to to reflect on some things that are currently happening in the music industry and informing y'all on um you know some resources like um, All You Need to Know About the Music Business by Donald Passman. Um, some of our favorite records here at Eights, um, like the In Rainbows record by, by Rayhead, but also just some things that we're doing and um, how you can get involved uh, with us here at Eights by um, contact, contacting us um, on our website. That's eightscreative.com. Um, again, I want to thank you um, for sticking with me. Please leave your comments. Uh, we love to you know interact with people and um, we love seeing the people that are currently listening and watching on on the map, on the uh, analytics that we, we're getting here at the Cloud Machine Podcast. Uh, and um, we love you all. And um, thanks for listening. Again, stay safe. We will see you next week.